Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Hey, you're listening to The Catch on Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, yeah, this is not John Fisher. Who is this? This is Gunnar Simmonson, the producer. Hey, it is me. <laughs> and I am the voice of John Fisher here for just a few moments, but then you're going to hear from the real John Fisher and Marty Fisher here in just a few moments. But I will be uh, captaining, uh, commandeering, I think, the plane tonight um, as we – dive into an exciting conversation with John and Marty on the Grace Turned Outward and what is this catch community that we that we talk about and and, uh, and, and you're going to be surprised to know that there are more things going on at the catch community beyond just maybe that 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 daily inspiration you're getting in your email box every single day and I know many of you listening are receiving the catch every day but you're going to find out tonight about what is the catch community beyond that post and the exciting things and the other things that we have going on at the catch community. So again, this is Gunnar Simmonson here on the catch on blog top radio. And I'm excited to have, uh, invite our special guests. This kind of sounds odd tonight, but our special guest on the show tonight, we're going to have a conversation with it's John and Marty Fisher. So please welcome to the show, John and Marty Fisher, John, Marty, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Gunnar? Great. Great. How did I do? Was Thank that you. good? That was very good. Yeah. That was very good. Did that, you should do We are We are uh, commandeering uh, the uh, the show, the podcast tonight from the lovely, the lovely Portland, Oregon. And, uh, and you are down uh, south, down there in SoCal. What's life in uh, California like uh, today? You know, you just asked. And we just both looked out the window. We haven't even bothered even noticing what the day was like. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's it's gorgeous. It's uh, this is a really great time of the year. Probably everywhere, you know, the fall is just a great time everywhere. I think. Well, absolutely. I know up here it's up here it's been uh, the turn and uh, the colors and, and everything has been so incredible. Mm-hmm. But to kind of get us inside the mindset of the catch and the backdrop of Southern Cal and. And, uh, you know, what it's like every day, uh, but part of, you know, what goes behind the scene and kind of where you guys are. And, and uh, it sounds like, you know, Southern Cal, it just seems like it's, just, it's beautiful all the time. Is that true? It is. It really is. And, that, you know, it's, um, it's oh, 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 um, another beautiful day. Um, and you know, I'm from New York, and, I, and John and I lived in New England for quite some time, and I did love the fall. It was just so beautiful. I mean, there's nothing like New England in the fall. Um, but then when the leaves fall, then it means snow and cold. And um, I don't miss that at all. At all. <laughs> I, do miss, I do miss New York City um, um, on Christmas time with, with the rockets yes. and the lights. Um, but um, nothing else. Nothing else. So really, yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. Go ahead, John. Well, I was just going to say, believe it or not, we, we actually have – something that I think is like fall weather. I, I commented to Marty yesterday that the air just is crisper. It's just cleaner. Everything looks brighter uh, when the sun gets low. And uh, something about that, that that just makes fall great. And, and I think we have that even in Southern California. Well, this year we do because there's no rain. So it's not necessarily good news. <laughs> That's not good news, right? Now, you've been, you know, you say that as far as, the backdrop of the catch and, 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 and John and Marty and you know you started off in Southern Cal right and then you ended up in New England was it and then you came back to Southern Cal is that how it worked? We came back to Southern Cal because of my choice. John is the one that chose for us to go to New England against my wishes. You can tell that story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> John, tell me about that. Well, that's I don't know that, that that's a we don't want to go. Too yes. far. Oh, yes, I do, because I'll never forget him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I traveled. We, 
I've traveled quite a bit, um, and especially in the early years doing music, and then after that doing speaking, and uh, lots of, uh, uh, I'd say about a third to a half of what I would do would be in uh, Christian colleges, and I still do that today. Um, but uh, there was one one uh, college up there in New England that I used, at Gordon College, used to go to a number of times, and uh, we ended up uh, both going to do a whole week of service services for the students, and uh, I would speak in chapel, and then we have night meetings where 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 I do some teaching, and Marty would do always do the so what, and and uh, uh, bring it down to you know real grassroots level, and um, but uh, we sat we sat in a restaurant in Newburyport, and I said I don't know I think we're going to live here someday, and um, and we did. Uh, I I kind of made it happen, and uh, uh, I I loved it. But I I, ha- I do have to I probably agree with Marty. After seven years, um, I kind of was ready. Uh, the novelty had kind of worn off, you know. Yeah. yeah. I remember John. John was always always lived in Southern California. Didn't you know the clue what it was like to live in New England? And when we moved there, I told him, I said, I'm not trusting you. I'm only trusting the Lord in you, because it's impossible for me to imagine us going back there. But um, one of the first things that happened in fall was that the leaves fell. And John called our realtor and said, something's wrong with the trees. And she went, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? So, well, all the leaves fell. There's no more leaves on the tree. That was the beginning of our experience. Um, We had, when when John, as you mentioned, did a lot of traveling. And so when we were in New England, he traveled out of New England. And that left me and the babies um, in a house. That you know, with the snowstorms and whatnot, the electricity would go, and um, and we'd head for the YWCA so I could use my hair dryer. And um, but the thing was, is that it would snow. I mean, there was snow feet, 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 feet. Yeah. And um, wow. when, uh, when John was there, I, he always couldn't wait to get out and you know shovel the good old driveway. But the way <laughs> from us was the was the um, um, a volunteer fire department, and the chief there yeah. knew that if my light was on. Um, out in the front door, that John was not there, and he was to come in and plow me out so that I could be able to get oh. out of there. <laughs> but, meanwhile, but John always thought it was, you know, us rugging in, in the New England area. But um, yeah. you know, the people, the people are amazing there. I mean, I, I shouldn't. I mean, I, I, we made wonderful, amazing friends, and I miss them terribly. But I, I, I really, I love this area. I love where we live. Well, I, I I think it's fun to you know I, we we have a path we want to take tonight for uh, our time together, but it's fun I think to go back in time to to kind of to tell stories from how we got to where we are today and the experiences and the stories along the way that kind of led us to this point. You know, we're we're going to be talking about tonight. You know, about you know you know what are some of the things that, you know what is the catch community and you know what are what what every catch reader needs to know. So it's kind of fun to go back in time a little bit to, to hear stories from the past. It's kind of led us to where we are now. Because I'll bet you that, was it seven years you were in New England? There was probably a lot that happened in that seven years that, you know, helped you to be who you are today. Would that be correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's actually where I started uh, getting serious about writing. And uh, really? I did. I wrote a number of books there. That was part of the fantasy. I wanted to sit you know, sit by a wood stove and write books in New England, you know, because that's what you're supposed to do. And, uh, yeah. but, uh, uh, I did, I, I actually did that. And, uh, that kind of got me going, um, uh, totally on the writing side, you know, I mean, that, that's when I got my first computer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I remember that little, little tiny <laughs> Apple thing that, that yeah. we used to work on. And, uh, so yeah, it was a stretching time and, and a time I wrote my first novel there. And, um, uh, uh, so it it uh, it is lended itself really well to that. Now, and similarly, you know, with John's um, latest statement about grace turned outward, <clears throat> it really originated in New England because in Northern California, where we were living, um, we were very very fortunate to be a part of a very great group of people um, um, that were amazing. But John and this great group of people were so much on the inside that John was having difficulty seeing the outside um, and couldn't quite tell the difference between whether it was his faith or the group's faith. And so yeah. one of the primary reasons of moving to New England was to separate that and to to find his own faith. Um, and, and, and from there, I think, wrote some of his best books. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, we actually we purposely wanted to move into an, a, an area where we felt we could be a part of, of a community, you know, a non-Christian community. And uh, yeah. uh, New England was the perfect place for that because the perfect place. You, you really do become, you know, and, and they're beautiful people. You, you, have, to, you have to prove yourself. Um, it takes a while to work your way in, but once you're there, you have the extremely loyal friends. And uh yeah. and and that was that was a that was a great great time to to just find out about our faith and yeah. uh, and find out what it meant in in the context of the world around us and and uh, to not be so m- much a part of of just you know I'd just come off the the whole Jesus movement and being around Christians all the time. You know that's all I yeah. did. Everything was <laughs> And then you go to Christians. New England. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. This is more private. <laughs> so, well, they, they don't raise their well, flag and say, we're Christians. Sorry, what? And isn't that interesting, though, too, you know, as we kind of launch into, you know, our discussion tonight, talking about what every catch reader needs to know if you're listening to this. I mean, these are what we're going to be talking about, are things that you need to know. And you're going to learn some things tonight that you may not know that the catch community is about or is doing. But it's interesting to kind of launch uh, you know, our, our, our kind of our conversation tonight from this this, this, guy, this this storytelling of a place where really the writing really kind of took shape and, and talking about here we are all these years later in the catch, you know, and the catch, and we've got a quote here, great quote, uh, you know, a George Ludlow had said about the catch, is that it's like receiving a, a wonderful sermon, but during the weekdays when we need it most, Monday through Friday, every week, five days a week. So here we are in New England. We're kind of starting the, the, the writing thing, starting to take place. And now here we are all these years later with the catch. Tell us about the catch, you know. What, what is it that the reader needs to know about the catch and how, how it started? Well, we probably talked about this first because I think this is what people have a tendency to think of uh, when they think of, of the catch. Um, they seem to, you know, they, they think that this is it. And, and and it is because this is where it all started, and uh, it, it probably goes back to uh, my experience uh, for a couple of years writing um, with at Saddleback with uh, Rick Warren, and yeah. um, I, I was I was uh, senior writer for uh, PurposeDrivenLife.com, and I did a, um, a a daily devotional, and that's really where I got into it. Um, and that, that's where I, that's where I got excited about doing this thing. And, um, when, when the purpose, the whole purpose driven machinery kind of shut down and, uh, it was time to move on. That's, that's when I started up, um, what ended up becoming the catch. It wasn't that, we didn't call it that right away, but, um, it was a fish tank back then. Remember? And, uh, uh, and that was a way to grab a hold of some of those readers. I was writing to like 400,000 people a day at, at one point with uh, with Purpose Driven. And uh, we uh, we got a chance to catch just a few of those people and start over again. And uh, yeah. it's been so much fun because it's really been a, a chance to develop um, something that is my own thing and not worry about, you know, uh, the constituency and and who's looking over my shoulder, so it's been yeah. it's been fun to build. Uh, and what we now realize is, is is a real internet ministry where we can teach and encourage and we can build up the body of believers. We, there's so many things we can do uh, because we're actually walking into people's lives uh, every day. I mean, I yeah. I think about that sometimes when I think about you know your standard pastor gets it gets in front of his people, you know, for gets to talk to them maybe 30 minutes a day, a week. And, yeah. uh, and, and I, I get that almost every day. And it's been uh, pretty amazing to, to realize that kind of um, continuity that we have. And, and we have a really strong, loyal following, people who've been with yeah. us for so many years. Um, so uh, that, that's what makes, I think, makes the catch kind of special. Because uh, we, we're we're discovering it as we go, we're really finding out what we're what we're doing. John, do you 
do you recall, you know, you were mentioning when you first started the catch, you know, it was kind of this, it was known as the, the fish tank. And then at some yeah. point, you know, you, you became the catch. You know, do you remember, you know, what kind of spurred that kind of name or what's behind the name, the catch? Gosh, do you remember, honey? <laughs> I, I, I believe it or not, Gunnar, it had nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> about it doesn't have anything to do with baseball or watching paint dry. Oh, I know what it is. Of course. I know what it is. Yeah. It, it started, it was Fish Tank, okay, F-I-S-C-H, kind of yeah. yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, and um, and, and it, it, I actually really like, I still like that idea because it's got this feeling of being a think tank, you know, fish yeah. tank, think tank. Yeah. Jump in the tank. We we played around with that. Nobody got much. Nobody yeah, got nobody. It. We played around. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. when when with all that theme going on, we that's when we started to call it the catch of the day. Catch of the day. Yeah. Ah. That was the deal. And so mm. for some time, it was the catch of the day. I think we even had that uh, as a banner. Uh, yeah. And then you know over time. We just dropped the rest, and it just became simply the catch. So that's that's really, I'm pretty sure, what got us to where we are now. I'm pretty sure that John then turned into baseball. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting about that is that when we think about the catch of the day, right, and you're, you're at the market, you're going to get that catch of the day, and it's 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 usually something that's fresh, right? And, yeah. and I, I, mean, I remember a video that we did last year um, on, you know, behind the catch, right, and and you were talking and and your process on writing the catch is really I mean you sit down every day and, and you start it really is a fresh word isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And 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 I try as much as possible. Marty keeps keeps getting on me because I, sometimes I get a little too much into the teaching vein. Yeah, and and I well it, it is because you know there's so many people out there writing devotionals. Here's the scripture yeah. verse, and here's the devotional. I, I want to do yeah. kind of an undevotional from, from the undevotional. point of view. Of, so I want it to really be human and, and yeah. honest, and and I want it to touch people in an emotional level where they where they live their life. And so I think the the most important thing is to try and get into real life as much as possible. And so I I just try mm-hmm. to find that in in my own life, in my family. And in things that happen every day, uh, to try and uh, find the spiritual element behind the scenes, because I really do believe that all of life is like that. I mean, the, the truth yeah. exists behind there. If you look deep enough, you'll find it. And and so I, uh, the amazing thing that that's just a formula that's worked really well for me over the years in writing. So much so that sometimes. I will start in with something that I don't even know what what it's going to be. I just know there's something there, you know. Yeah. Um, and and the the more I go into it, then uh, you know, halfway through, I find out what it is. And uh, yeah, uh, that's just I think maybe the process of discovery that works for me and with the Holy Spirit, and and makes it alive. I think for people. One of the things that he's neglecting to say is that he has a gift of prophecy, and that gift is capable of. Um, Stepping into the shoes of someone else um, is a place of empathy. It's a place of uh, here and now. Unlike tongues, that speaks to God. The gift of prophecy speaks today to the person where they are right now. And that's what John does. And I think someone described it so well. And that was like, John has a tendency to be able to shed light on the truth. You've read that verse before a hundred times, and he's able to put light on it and make it alive for you where you are right now. Mm. And it's been, it's got to be, you know, and I want to, I want to move, move on to the, this next, uh, com, you know, a piece here in, in our conversation. But you know, it's got to be with the cats. It's got to be really kind of um, incredible experience, you know, to be able to post something, um, and and you know, a minute or two later, uh, thousands of people see that post, and to get some of the response, being that that, be able to hear back. I mean, do you have a a favorite? you know, story or, or an example of, you know, someone reading it and it's really spoken to them and shed some light? Oh, my God, Gunnar, that's so hard. There's so <laughs> many people. Well, just yeah, say it happens Gunner. all the time because I see some of them and they come through well, and, it, and it can be through conversations too. Yeah, there's, there's I, I always like the guy who calls it an oasis for him. 
And uh, in his particular case, I think maybe it's like a lot of, we find that there are, we have a lot of people with the catch who may not feel real at home in their churches. They felt judged for one reason or another, and, and they feel a little bit on the outside. And somehow we are able to speak to that person and, and make them feel uh, at home and and loved and and a part of the body of Christ and uh, yeah uh, I think that's wow. one of the probably one of the uh, the hidden assets of the whole internet thing is that you can you know I'm I'm sure there there are there are pros and cons with you know with the internet and there there sure. with ministry you can't it's not person to person you're not looking somebody in the eye. At the same time, there are a lot of people who find they can be honest, you know, in an email to someone they don't see and know. They can disclose things they wouldn't disclose to their, maybe even their closest friends. And yeah. and so through that, we've been able to develop some pretty amazing uh, relationships. And, and well, that's why I think people call it, it this, you know, an oasis, a place of safety. It's a, it's a place, yeah. you know... Uh, it's a place of safety, but a place where you also have permission to be human. You, you have permission to be real um, yeah. here, and that's that's what we really try to foster. Remember, Gunnar, well, how much you loved. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry. But remember how much you loved the um, Christian in the marketplace um, that's on John's own blog, and, and what it states as far as the majority of the people that we're talking to, because it's Monday through Friday, are Christians in the marketplace who are struggling, just like everybody else. But but they have they have a deeper desire, a deeper passion to be able to spread the word or to at least make their life more um, um, impactful to the people that are around them. And I think that the catch, the Dana catch, allows that opportunity. There are those though, like John was referring to, who are um, who 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 have intimate issues that they do not feel comfortable talking about, and that is not necessarily you know uh, called sin. It's called um, social issues. Um, that have occurred over our time. When John started, you know, in the 70s, um, he was one of the one of the uh, guys that were part of the Jesus Freak movement. And um, at that time, the biggest word was Jesus, and the biggest aspect of that was that of, of rallying people around Jesus. Um, when when that movement died, it died when the word Jesus was m- removed, um, and it became a movement. And that movement turned into a record industry. Um, and turned into a new church that um, identified social issues to take um, um, uh, to take point with, or political issues to take point with, that did not necessarily rally around Jesus um, and, and, and his grace and his love and his peace and his need for justice. Um, what I think John, over these years, has constantly been trying to, always dealing with the believers and always asking them, to come out from underneath themselves, go out beyond the church, back into the marketplace where they are most of the time, and and um, bring bring this 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 bring back the word Jesus into a movement in the sense that um, that he, he he continues to um, support and today is a catalyst to uh, perhaps um, um, joining with other people to um, to bring Jesus back into where people. Instead of by social issues being um, separated, um, going above that to who the Lord is and, and wrapping your arms, arms around his love and his grace and his forgiveness and, and um, allowing people to uh, wrap their arms around Jesus, I guess the best way to say it, and, 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 and um, care for one another from that perspective. And I, 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 but, but with John saying is that if we've received the grace, um, and now it's time for us to turn that grace outward to everyone that's yeah. around us. And with his gift of prophecy, which includes a great deal of empathy, that's the reason why people resonate so much with what he writes, um, um, that they then can turn around and um, be disciples to people wherever they are in the marketplace. Yes. But, uh, absolutely, you know, and, and coupled with that, with that, with the catch and, and, and just the you know the, the Jesus you know and and the message and and and, the, and what we're talking about there's a, there's another word that I want to kind of 
kind of talk about a little bit about what what the catch is, the catch community is. is it's, it's it's accessible, and and just the important role of accessibility and being able to bring this message, the gospel of welcome. I mean, you go you, that's something that's got to been very important to to the catch and John and you and Marty over the years from touring back in the, the Jesus movement days and constantly being on the road, being accessible to people, to now with the internet. The, the you know accessibility is a critical component. And I want to read if it's okay, and I want you to kind of comment on this. I'd like to read a a comment uh, from uh, one of our uh, the member partners of the Cash Community, uh, Catherine. And uh, let me read this uh, comment, and I just want you to talk about just the importance of accessibility and what that means to the Catch. Okay, um, Catherine says this, and this is a member partner, you know, of the Catch, you know, for years. She says, I have, I've gained knowledge, insight, and food for thought from John's ministry for, for low these many decades, ever since his early days as an artist in contemporary Christian music. The catch goes farther than John has ever gone before. Why? Because it is a personal and immediate ministry to you and me. And because we can share the immediacy with others, this personal touch is important for the Lord's work in a day when churches are so big that the individual can get lost when the hearts of this wounded world are aching, and when there are still souls to be won for Christ, you know, she's calling for others to, to join us in this whole catch community. Accessibility is such an, an integral part of the catch community. Well, that's, that's exactly what I was talking about, that um, I think in, in many ways uh, the Internet helps to provide, is that yeah. you stop and think, I, I, you mentioned it earlier, um, and I, I never would have thought about this, you know, growing up and even my early days of ministry because we didn't have, you know, the life has changed. But the whole idea of writing something and having somebody read it so immediately um, yeah. is that that's that's pretty phenomenal. And uh, it's yeah. never been that way before. And so there is a vulnerability. There's a there's a kind of. You know, we don't go through editors. We don't go through publishers. We This thing yeah. didn't take a year and a half before you can go to the Christian bookstore <laughs> and buy it. You know, yeah. I just wrote it two minutes yeah. ago. And it, it might be yeah. a whole mis- It might be terrible. It might be a mistake, you know. Yeah. But there it is. And so it's vulnerable. But then here's the other thing. It's, it's, it's immediate and it's one-on-one. I'm writing yeah. it. Whoever's reading it. Is 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 that close to me? You know, it's like we're yeah. it, it, we're in a relationship together. We, can, we yeah. maybe can't see each other, but but it's it's uh, it's one on one, and and it's one person at a time. It, you know, there can be millions of people, and that that's what we're so excited about the reach of this. I mean, we can, technically, you know, we're our vision is to introduce the gospel of welcome to everyone everywhere. Well, yeah. the amazing thing is that we can do that. You know, I mean, yeah. ultimately we can do that. And yet, with all those people, it's still one-to-one. Yeah. Each one is going to read it, and there's going to be a connection, one-to-one. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're accessible in that because, you know, uh, daily, right? I mean, not only can they read that, but they have access to, to both you and Marty in, in the catch community as a whole because they're online, they're posting comments, they're interacting, um, email. And right. I know that that's led to phone call conversation. I mean, it's, it, it leads to so much behind the scenes than just a post. You're getting, you're getting uh, responses every day, aren't you? And you're, and you're spending time with people walking them through that. Yeah, yeah, no, Gunnar, you're so right. One of the things that um, um, John setting people free. I think he's in the business of setting people free. I think that's what the catch is, is setting people free to be who they are and, and, and who God intended them to be. And, and yet we're so full of, of junk in our life that we can't get over. Um, um, and John will unlock something in someone, and they will contact us either by phone or by email um, or through the blog. And, and, and ask for a, a one-on-one meeting, of which we're happy to be able to do. Um, and we are finding that um, it's turning into counseling opportunities. Um, we're, we're invisible so that we're not, they, we know, they know that they're likely not to see us next Sunday at church, but if they did, they wouldn't recognize us. Um, um, yeah. And so they're free to be able to address concerns that, 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 that they consider to be um, 
too personal to address with their immediate family or their Christian friends. Um, and they include things like suicide, which is, I say that so nonchalantly, but it does. People, people have, have to have some avenue to communicate, and, and John's touched them off to something in some form of hope, and they write or they call and say, I'm actually thinking of suicide. We have a complete international, excuse me, not international, national network that is at our access so that we can know where he is and get a team over there before he does any harm to himself while we keep him on the line. Um, um, as far as there's loss of faith, people people are disenfranchised or whatever reason perceived judgment or real judgment, who knows what, um, um, but they're, they're calling it loss of faith. It's not really wow. loss of faith. It's just not feeling faithful. Um, um, and then, then there's some really personal issues of um, sexual um, conflicts. Um, um, abortion is a big issue with women who have had an abortion and have um, um, felt condemned throughout their whole entire Christian life by um, uh, people for a very bad choice at a bad time in their life. Um, and from their perspective, they see that as being unforgivable. And they've lived a life where they know that the Lord forgives them, but they know for yeah. sure that nobody else will. And then areas of depression due to extreme pain. Oh, my God, there's so many people that we have who are, I, I've never understood how many people experience extreme pain. I mean, 24-7, there's a woman by the name of Kim who is unable to be relieved unless she wants to be heavily medicated, which means that she's not living a life at all. But she has not left her home for six months, not because she doesn't want to, and not because, but because she can't. And, um, and, and, and she, she seeks after us to give her hope um, through the Lord to, um, to, see, to see something in that, in that extreme pain. Um, and then, of course, the issue of the heartache, economic loss is a big thing. Even today, the, supposedly the economy is recovering. It's devastating when you lose your job. If you're, if you're 65, 60, 60 years old, you're ready to retire in five years, and you lose your job, then you, you, you've, lost, you've lost everything you're getting. It's very similar to a death. Um, um, and then there's, I, I don't want to take much more time, but there's issues of um, uh, tremendous fears of condemnation. Uh, contamination. People are afraid of people that are gay. They're afraid they're going to catch it. Um, um, a lack of self-control. Um, these are alcoholics and people that are on drugs. Um, um, and yet, John, whatever John said during the catch is uh, triggered something that happened. Think of, maybe there's some hope here. Maybe there's someone that can care about um, um, and, and help me beyond this sense of, of selflessness, um, um, the, the fear of the unknown. You know, what, what, is there really life after death? Uh, betrayal, the sense of denial, um, it's, 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 it's incredible. But the most exciting thing about all of this is, you know, we, we, probably, we probably counsel at least 200 people a month, at least. And, um, but was, and, and, and we're, we're, we're building relationships. It's, it's incredible. It's hard to describe the kind of relationship we can build through email and on the telephone, but we do. But the cool thing is that we haven't national um, network of people who can who we can um, um, identify for someone in a particular area so that they can make a relationship with them first before waltzing them into a church um, that they that we might think would be the best fit for them in their area. So it's, it's not it's, it, everything starts in the air called the internet, ends up on telephone or email, which I guess is still in the air, but the, the whole intent is to bring boots on the ground to 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 reconnect to what's real on on, on the ground um, using the body of networks that we've built over the years. Well, and, and, and that's powerful because you talk about uh, grace turned outward and the importance of yes. grace turned outward is just accessibility. Um, this isn't just about, you know, throwing out, you know, messages uh, every day, but it's also being responsible to what happens when people do read that message you know, that, that daily catch in, in, in the books and the music that, you know, it may just unlock something in them and being accessible. And that's grace turned outward. But, but Marty, you know, and I want to, I mean, we're jumping ahead here on, on some of the questions I want to ask because you kind of just dove right in there. And I think that it's really important. I want to ask, so the catch, the community, you, John, you're doing counseling. You're, you're, you're doing counseling to, to how many people a month? Um, at least 200. Uh, me, at I least do. 200. 
and, and so and so there's there's a lot more to to uh to what people might be thinking of the catch than just the catch you know not only just kind of you know counseling people through through the the work but this leads to the conversations phone and, and you're really walking with people in their journeys on a daily basis that's, that's a lot more yeah. than just the catch the, the catch daily catch isn't it Okay, it's so funny you should say that because I I just want everybody to know, of course, I mean, we're not going to say something, trigger buttons that we believe, um, speaking from the inside out, you know, uh, stepping into shoes with empathy, understanding people. We would never throw something out on paper that we couldn't respond to. Um, and I just assumed that everybody understood that. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of it is we do see probably a lot of, you know, um, kind of this kind of a mentality of blow in, blow up, and blow out, right? And we, 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 bring, we, bring, we bring a message into place, and we go into a city, and, and then, you know, and, and we say something, but we're not accessible to be feel a responsibility to maybe do something and to respond. That's important to you. Is that something that you've picked up oh, since the Jesus movement? Is something that's, that's been lacking that, that we need to address? Oh, yeah. There's that. There, I don't do too much talking, so I'll stop one, one second. I love this line that someone used just recently, and that was Christians are tired of drive-by evangelism. Um, um, I think Christians are tired of drive-by fixes. Um, um, it's all about relationships. And if, we can, if, if we're talking about relationships in this catch, we have to continue that relationship. I mean, I, mean, I would be full if we didn't. We'd be, we'd be going against the, the ministry that God's given us um, uh, to ignore uh, the relationships um, I'm about ready to destroy one of your other questions, so I'll keep my mouth shut. Go ahead, it's okay. But it's a reason for discipleship. I mean, that's our primary, um, uh, primary that's right. reality, that, that we're, we're discipling people. Um, uh, if, we are not, if we're not discipling people, then, then we're, we're out of business. Um, it, it's, yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's, John teaches people the truth. Um, and he teaches it through the word. He's biblically based. He's the pastor for God's sake and ordained and la, la, la. But the reality is, is that he, he, he uses his gifts to open up people's hearts. And when they respond, um, um, it's our job to disciple them. And if we are not discipling them, then, then the catch has to shut down. There's no purpose. There's absolutely yeah. no purpose if we're not making Absolutely. Absolutely. That means followers. Disciples are followers. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, Renewable, I call it renewable resources. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we're always fundraising, Gunnar, you know, and we're always asking for funds or facilities or food well, or save our you know. But the, the most important thing that's needed, a, a resource, the need resource required for sustainability. Well, well I think that's the important thing, is, you know, is just giving people a view of, of really what is this catch community, this this great turned outward, and, and, and just people, um, people, you know, we we've seen the responses for some. They're like they have no idea. Wow, this really goes on. This is, you know, I thought it maybe it was just a daily inspiration thing that I'm reading every day, but the fact that oh yeah, you know, it's impacting others like it's impacting me, and then I'm connecting up with. John and Marty, and there's counseling that's happening. There's this responsibility they have to what they're saying, to to walk with people through that understanding and realization. And really, you're really helping. What you're doing is you're helping people also realize their passion, aren't you? Yes, yes, that's a good point. Yes, yes. Okay, everyone, everyone um, responds to the Great Commission to go out and make disciples of all men. Everyone, if you're a believer, that's built into your heart, um, and and yet, what we found is that there's so many people that are in the marketplace and, and have a tough time struggling with how do I, you know, make disciples? How do I introduce Christ to these people through, through the Word? And I think John is the one who's been teaching them how to do that. And it's kind of like a cycle. Um, um, he will come to us by subscribing and, and, and then through that start connecting their faith to their life in a significant way. And um, I think many people are, are 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 requiring the church is no longer this the state the stable central figure to go to. There's too many other sources because of the internet, and so people are confused. And and, and, and the technology is going so fast; it's very very hard to keep up on it. I mean, you're you're a wizard in this kind of, but not everybody else is. Um, 
I've been around you for what, maybe two years now, and I'm still hardly getting it, hardly getting it. Um, but but the, the coming in and connecting their faith with, with, with their own life, where they live, with inner culture, and then, and then going on to connecting those people to um, a process that develop, John takes them through a process of developing them as disciples. Um, um, today we have 618 people who are developing disciples, and this program is growing and is expected, expected to be training 1,527 within the next six months and an additional 2,563 over the next 12 months, making it 4,508 people in 12 months. That's a whole lot of ready-made people to be ready to the next step, which is putting boots on the ground, putting those 4,000 people on the ground throughout our, our already already existing services to 141 countries. Um, um, and, and those people are, are, are delivering the message that John is giving through them and, and that they've taken into their lives and it's changed their lives. Um, I mean, by the way, John's message is the message he got from Jesus and anybody can give, they read the Bible. Um, but these people, they've been made lives to them. They're, they're there now, where they are, wherever they are in the country, in the world, um, um, and boots on the ground, proclaiming the same truth of the gospel of welcome or grace turned outward to wherever they are, whomever they're with, without it being a defined program. It's the lifestyle, the walking and talking. Um, and those individuals who do respond to the truth um, and do become believers then become subscribers to the catch, and then they become connecting their faith to their life, and then they become developing disciples themselves, and then they become boots on the ground, wherever they are. Wow. And, and, you know, you had recently said, you know, and kind of echoing what you just said there, you know, you recently, I think I read a, a statement that you made about renewable resources in the catch and saying that more than funds, facilities, and food, the most needed resource required for sustainability in the catch ministry is the making of disciples of Christ. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, uh, too, it's a, I don't know, I, I just thought of a word while Marty was talking. I haven't used this word much, but um, I'm, I'm thinking of, it's it's kind of organic. Um, That's just a new age word for John Fisher, the old man. <laughs> you know, from from the standpoint, a lot, of, a lot of discipleship programs, you think of a book, a seminar, a notebook you're going to buy, you're going to go to a certain set number of meetings. You're going to learn steps one, two, three, four, five, six, and you know those. It, it's a it's a very a very cerebral kind of thing, and uh, um, at least that's been to a large extent my my experience. And um, but the, the 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 guy who really taught me about discipleship was a guy up in that. Um, uh, Palo Alto named Ron Ritchie and his whole thing was walk and talk with me you know me, we, we go out to dinner the, the big thing was not getting with five guys and going through the word well that was wonderful but it was when we all went out to, to grab something to eat afterwards and we just talked about life and to me if I look back on those years that's when I really learned stuff um, yeah. It, it was it was around the it was around the dinner table. It, it was yeah. it was in it was in the walking and the talking. It wasn't in the, in the big moments where we mark it all out uh, and outline it. You know, it, it's just it's life. And so yeah. I think that's why uh, one of the things we try to do with the writing is make make it organic, make it real, yeah. make it life. It, it comes out of my life and and. Uh, um, so if it isn't human, no one's going to connect to it. But if it is, then everyone connects their own life to that experience, and then they can have that too, and then they can go out and live that much, much easier because they can see a picture of it. Yeah. It was illustrated somehow. So really, I mean, we talk about, you know, I mean, we talk about things that, you know, people may or may not know. Obviously, people know, you know, the Catch Daily posts, uh, the daily words, uh, the fresh catch of the day, um, you, know, the, the, you know, being accessible and how important that is, but also the making of disciples uh, in Christ. 
that is a you know a key piece a component that you're available uh, that you are walking through folks and you know I mean and, and you're connecting with people to your accessibility. You've also talked about the counseling piece. I mean mm-hmm. that just blows my mind. I mean, boy, people probably have no idea. Wow, there's actual one-on-one counseling sessions going on. I mean, how do people take part in that? How how would people connect with you on that piece? I mean, what does that what does that look like? All they need to do is um, email us at um, catchjohnfisher at iCloud.com, and um, we'll respond immediately and set up uh, a meeting to be able to communicate. So now you say that's you a you, – you call that an invisible ministry. How is How so? But it's invisible, like I said earlier, because they, they can disclose just about anything they want to, and I'm not sitting there staring at them. I'm not in their community. I'm not going to show up in church next Sunday. And so uh, they can be totally, completely honest and open about their woundedness, about their pain, about their, their frustration, about their, their fears, about, about sexual orientation and what that means, um, and, and um, not have to, not have to you know, be here on the bush and uh, be careful what they say. Um, and if they, if they start out that way, I go, okay, are we, going to be, are we dealing with an homosexual? Starting immediately, getting beyond this, so we can get right straight to dealing with the truth and 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 how how we might be able to work together and how this person might be able to um, have a re- a reconciliation between himself and the Lord and reconciliation between himself and the family and reconciliation between himself and the um, church. Um, um, it's a long process. I mean, it's, it's a long process. It's not a you know. Yeah. I wish it was take aspirin yeah. and you'll be feeling better in the morning, but. Um, but the process is worth it. It takes about a, month, a year or something like that. But the process is so, so rewarding. And I have to tell you something, Gunnar. I'm, I'm no sweet little angel. I mean, I get so much out of it. I mean, and so does my, my husband as well. But, I mean, I, I'm just talking from my own personal perspective. Um, um, it, it, is, it is a two-way ministry for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, it's, 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 so, it's, so, uh, it's incredible to find out more about what, What's behind the catch community? Beyond, we, we you know I receive my daily catch. I, there's discipleship going on, and you know, in, in the days ahead, you know, we'll be sharing some of those stories and, and just and, and opportunities to to you know to, for that discipleship to happen. But you got discipleship going on now. We're finding out about counseling that's going on. You know, from what's being unlocked. You know, there's a great. Uh, here's I just want to read something here from uh, one of the member partners, Kevin. It says, I realize that for many, the catch is more than just a daily reading and that the vision is to serve as a way to connect more intimately with the worldwide body of Christ for those unserved by the local church for whatever reason. I applaud this vision and, and, and mm-hmm. talking about that invisible ministry, and, and it's, it's so much more. Uh, the, just every day that unlocks the door to an opportunity for freedom in the catch community. Oh, my gosh. I know. Oh, and isn't, isn't that what that, what that to describe it? No, yeah, you know, I you know, I you know, I work with people that are um, homeless, women without homes, and, and the things that we do are life changing for those women. Um, um, similarly, um, for the things that we do with regards to the counseling, it's it's life changing for them. Um, and by the way, Gunnar, both John and I are qualified in being able to do this. We're not just picking up because we're good kids, but um, we do have some background. <laughs> some of the things that we're saying, yeah. um, as far as training and education. But um, there's another one, another thing that is as, you know, as amazing. We get to be able to see the life changes in these people that we're talking about. That they come in 200, 200 a month. So we're rotating. And they're, they're, they're all, I guess it gets, keeps on growing, but um, new people, 200 people a month. Um, wow. But um, the other thing is this prayer ministry. Um, this came out of one individual. His name is Dave Butler. Um, he is, uh, he, he's, from, he's from the good old 70s. He's one of the greatest singers and songwriters during the time, um, and um, um, I, I'm afraid I'm not remembering his titles to his tunes but, um, that you would recognize, but I will remember it for the next time we talk, but um, he, he came to us and, and asked if we would be, if we would consider doing a prayer ministry, um, and um, he kind of set the rules for us that um, we, would, we would offer the opportunity to pray, uh, for people to request prayer, but we would not, um, we would not promote it, we would not you know, accept for students available. And we would not, we would not seek after um, other people, other other prayer warriors to pray because 
God has to select himself. And the reason why is that people that have the gift of faith, that are capable of entering into intercessory prayer, uh, and basically dealing with spiritual warfare on our behalf, um, on our, um, it, 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 you don't want to play with that. You've got you, you to make sure that the Lord selects the people, and he has. He's selected most unusual people, um, very, very diverse, very, very unique in their, their, um, their, their, their gifts and their abilities, but they all have this ability, this intercessory gift of faith. Um, and um, these, these people, the prayer requests come in, and these people pray 24-7, Someone comes in with a request. I can promise you that they are not forgotten 24-7. I, where, I, 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 I understand this kind of ministry occurs in other places and other times, but for the cash ministry, to be able to tell people that if you bring in a request, um, you're being prayed for 24-7, and these people have a hotline to heaven. So it's not necessarily that if I come in and I, I, I ask for prayer for um, on my... my um, uh, my cancer to be be, um, be healed. Um, I we will we will send that exact prayer request to the prayer warriors. What they do with it is totally totally up to them. They will not take coach, uh, coaching from us. Um, um, the, the woman in lobby doesn't do any good because it, they 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 truly are before the Lord and praying, and and what they pray and what occurs is only of God. It's, it's, I, I, I've never been a part of this center. I, I, I pray, and I know that everybody else in our community prays because that's what the Lord asks of us. God loves for us to be chatting with him regardless of where we're at, whether we're sad, mad, happy, or glad. But the truth is, is that these people take it deeper, and they take it to the enemy line. And um, yeah. they're, 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 and, and here's the cool thing about them. They, they won't let you off the hook. Okay, you bring in your request. Uh-huh. They want to know next week and the next week and the next week what's going on. They want you to have your eyes wide open to whatever it is God is doing. They, they ask specifically for an individual that's asked for a prayer request to, um, to keep their eyes open to the power of the Lord um, in, in every area of their life. So that it's, it's a living mechanism that um, I just get to be the catalyst for um, to be able to bring these two people to get these two groups together. But I, I, and so, therefore, I get to be able to hear these stories of intercession that are unbelievable. You know, are, are there you know, miracles? Yes. Are there hardships? Yes. Are there, do everybody get their prayer requests as they requested? No. But does everyone see the power of God in their life? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, that's the most, that's the most, um, if there is anything that we do, um, and we, we do a lot, but if there's anything that we do that we really have no hand on, um, it is this prayer ministry. Um, and, um, and, and what we just get is to be the catalyst and watch and see what the Lord is doing in the lives of this community that we have. Um, um, we're like midwives, aren't we? Um, um, to see how um, uh, the, the power of the Lord coming true and real in our lives through prayer. And you have a lot of people um, that are finding out about the prayer uh, opportunity uh, through the website, um, uh, through the Catch Daily Post. You have a, you've got a, a, that is like nonstop. You've got a lot of prayer prayer requests coming through, don't you? Oh my God! Yeah. There's uh, maybe three hundred, maybe three hundred a month. Um, um, and um, I, I can, I can, I can call anyone else prayer warriors and say, so how's Susan Jones? And they'll say they want to be honest. It's not like it's not like you know when you, when you say would you please pray for me you go, oh yeah 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 and you walk away and you know or you know you throw up a quick prayer to the Lord as you're walking away these people are are enduring I mean they they they're persistent um, and they don't let go and and, and when 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 then, right, that's why the weekly reports when people say well you know, nothing's changed and they're they're discouraged because the the Lord is alive and the power is there and so that well, why not? And and when so, someone so simple, something something small happens, they're, they're they're dancing in the aisle because they're seeing that, that the individual is recognizing well, the color. So, Marty, let me ask you this. And John, here, I mean, and we've got a few minutes left here, and and I got one one last question I want to ask. But um, 
so you're telling me with this prayer ministry, you've got you know, maybe 300 prayers coming in. We just launched this a few months ago. People are, are, are going there. They're seeking prayer. Do you mean to tell me that there's also like follow-up or follow-through that's oh, yeah. a part of that? Oh, yeah. It's incredible. We think, we think. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Marty is, is really taking, taking this thing, and, and she has uh, a real special interest in it. And I, I come in at the end of the day, and she's uh, every day she's putting this, this stuff together. What what came in that day? The request. Cause she, everything goes through her, and then she sends it out to the prayer warriors. And on every Friday, um, she's pulling in all the updates together, and um, she even does a little uh, uh, teaching. She sends out to to everybody in the group, and it uh, wow. which includes huh. people who are being prayed for and the people who are praying. So. Um, and so they're all a part of it. And, it, yeah, it's it's really it's, – she's, she's really fine, found something here that's, that's working. Well, you know, it's, it's so – yeah, it's incredible to me because, you know, I mean, I think sadly in, 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 in where we are in, in the world today, we don't – there's not a lot of follow-up and follow-through on things, mm-hmm. you know, on, on, on when, when we're dealing with such, you know, things here. But with the counseling piece in place and, and prayer happening, that there's a there's a real intentionality to that. Um, that really puts legs on the three words that we've been saying a lot lately of grace turned outward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't you know? be hypocrites if we didn't, you know? We wouldn't be hypocrites if we didn't. Yeah. John couldn't possibly write those well, things unless, unless they were happening real time in, in the ministry. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's you know, I think you know, and I and I want to kind of close with a with a with a question here about grace turned outward. But just you know, I think for for anybody that might be listening in on this uh, episode here, the podcast of Grace Turned Outward, what is the catch community of finding out, you know, a little bit the backstory of the catch. But that's this that's a, a knock on the door every day uh, to the gospel of welcome to freedom. But you know, for people, and and there's a follow up of that of being accessible and. And the counseling and discipleship and prayer ministry, um, and it's intentional. And uh, you know, uh, and it's that, that stuff that I'm sure people are listening to right now. They like they have no idea. Wow, that's mind blowing. And here we are with this whole grace turned outward. That's what grace turned outward looks like at the Catch community, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. And we love this phrase because it it takes it, it is the. The grace turned outward um, assumes first that it that it came inward, you know, and that yeah. there's there's a lot of people who who really need that first step, um, yeah, and uh, especially people who have I'm especially uh, sensitive to people who've grown up in the church, and I really yeah. understand old covenant Christianity and people who are frustrated and they're trying so hard to change their lives. What I call Avis Christians, we try harder, you know, and 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 because they have never really taken, they they haven't received the grace of God over their life. They haven't received His forgiveness, mm. but they haven't realized yeah. it's all done. It's all done for them, and yeah. uh, you know, it's it, it's it's still it, there's all this stuff I have to do, and mm. once that happens to you, once you receive that, then then you have to turn around and give it to everybody else because that's that that's the name of the game. If Jesus says, you know, um, forgive forgive others because I have forgiven you. I mean, mercy. Have mercy because uh, you have received mercy. You you can't once it's happened to you, you can't possibly go out and judge somebody. You know, yeah. what's our friend Barry McGuire says? You can't, you can't. I, how can I possibly I judge somebody who Jesus died to forgive? Yeah, what a statement. Yeah, you know. So that's what grace turned outward is. First, it's got to be you got to experience it inward. You got to have this sense that God has done it for you. He's completed the work. You're forgiven. You have His Holy Spirit. You show up, and and He'll do the rest. Once that happens, then you just turn around and you set everybody else free. You, it, it goes out, and and that's that's the name of the game. Mercy received, mercy given. Uh, grace received, grace given. And uh, so wow. that's 
And that, that's what takes it then, why we call it the gospel of welcome, because that's arms wide open. God is welcoming sinners. In fact, because he's not counting their sins against them anymore, and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation, which is bringing everybody back to God and back together. So his desire is for us to all be together, and he's provided a way to do that, and it's by his forgiveness, and it's by his grace. It's an open door, open arms, here I am. Come in. Wow. And that's really the aim of the Catch community, is to uh, yep. to lead people, to, to help uh, unlock that freedom that leads to grace turned outward. And that takes uh, not only just kind of knocking on the door each day with that just that daily, you know, catch that can inspire that, but also to follow up those words with, with action uh, through discipleship, counseling, and prayer uh, just for starters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know again, I just want to add that it's really important to point out um, when, when um, John left um, uh, Reborn's um, group and started this thing called a Catch, uh, there was a primary person called Peter Hushin who was a believer in um, this Inside Out, this Grace Turned Outward. And um, he brought on board, he's now our chairman, and he brought on board um, some amazing men who have been the structure of the, or the, the wholeness of this. It's, it's, John's great, I'm cool, but the fact is that nothing would be occurring if it wasn't for this board um, um, that includes George Barna, the founder of Barna Research, but more, more, more importantly, he's, he's, he's the catalyst to having people find who they are and what their purpose is through some of their his amazing books he's written. Um, Peter, um, as I mentioned, um, is a, is a uh, co-owner and founder of, of Hershen County Entertainment, which is their, their whole thing is to give the opportunity in, in, in entertainment, an opportunity for people, families, to, um, to create memories that are worth repeating. Um, um, and, as a, uh, and as a company, probably most amazing Christian uh, balanced and founded company I know with a, a gracious man called Peter. Um, then, then you know, you know, you met Rob um, Stutzman, who is the president of Stutzman for Public Affairs, um, who is a strategic partner of the Navigators. Um, he is, he is, he's a highly esteemed strategist who, um, um, who identifies busy right now. who identifies um, those that yeah. would be the most, the best to be elected in political affairs. And then John Still, people might know from. Um, on uh, JMC uh, days or CCM. CCM magazine. But but mostly now is um, is, is developed a marketing company focused on serving global music community. Um, and they, this is this is these guys are heavyweights that that, that not every, they're heavyweights on their own account, but they're servants of God who are holding this up and are responsible for this. We are we are we work for them, um, um, and um, if it wasn't for them, the organization would die. So um, I'm I, I realizing, thinking about your, your interview with us, how you know we are working hard and we are working 24/7, and there are lives being changed, um, but dramatically changed. But um, uh, if it wasn't for these four men, um, we, we 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 wouldn't be doing anything. We, we wouldn't be doing. We would not. Be, we couldn't possibly do the catch, daily catch, because we would have no way of of, of following up on what we say. Um, so I just think I need to say that, that I don't think many people understand that we have a board of directors um, um, to, this to die for under this 501 organization. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's, you know, I think really, I mean, we've, you know, captured, you know, some some key components of the CATCH community tonight that people uh, may not have had any idea about, but we invite that we invite you to take part in and, and take a step further into the catch. And uh, obviously right now we're talking about uh, becoming a member partner. And, uh, and we wanted to be able to have a conversation tonight to be able to talk about what does that look like? What, what you know, when we're member partners, what, is that, what does that support as far as the cash community? What is this cash community? And I think tonight uh, we've been able to illuminate some of those those uh, those components of the catch that people may not know is there that is absolutely critical and the follow-up and the follow-through and the uh, behind each daily catch leads to to the discipleship counseling and prayer 
opportunities that can help lead to a, a world that looks like the gospel of welcome to grace turned outward. And so, uh, John, Marty, any any closing words? I mean, we're going to talk about more of this in the catch post uh, to come in the days ahead, email and social media. Anything you'd like to land the plane on tonight before we wrap this uh, episode? Well, you know, uh, what what we really have is, is a worldwide community. And um, we, that's why we want to grow and we want this thing to continue to um, to increase. But uh, with that, you know, we have a gospel of welcome that uh, in the end, you know, a, a, a local Christian community, which is very important, but it can never reach the whole world with the gospel message. And uh, the amazing thing is the catch can. And that's what we're trying to do. Mm. Absolutely, one one person at a time, uh, and 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 being able to respond, you know, accordingly is uh, it's an amazing, right. amazing uh, community that the catch community is. And hopefully tonight or today or whenever you might be listening to this uh, podcast, you've learned a few things that maybe you didn't know, and maybe it just excites you to be able to go. You know what? I want to go be a part of this prayer ministry, or you know, I've got something that really needs prayer, or or uh, counseling, uh, discipleship, and such. And you're going to be hearing a lot more information in the days ahead, days ahead on how to, to further uh, become a part and become a member uh, of the Sketch community and to be able to pass it forward. And so, John and Marty, thank you so much. Our time is up here. Uh, it's, gone by, it's gone by quick. Um, it's gone by quick here. <laughs> it goes by real fast. But we want to thank you for what you're doing and excited for what God has in store for the catch. I believe that the beginning is, is upon us and bright and blue skies await. And so I think it's time to land the plane. What do you say? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please lift up your, um, what is it? I can't remember the things from the olden days. I'm too old. But I used to remember, ladies and gentlemen, I'm ready to land. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. All right. Thank you. We'll see you in the morning in the inhale inbox. Thank you, Gunner. Thank you, everybody, for listening.